Welcome to the Business Success Podcast. I'm with uh, James. Hello, hello. And I'm Jonathan. And today we're going to continue with the motivation communication, but also add discrimination in the workplace as yes, well. So right. that's going to be a pretty good com- conversation. And having yourself worked in London and worked for a number of companies in London, mm. and currently you work um, in television, um, you must have seen a lot, a lot of different managers and different situations and so forth. Have you ever experienced discrimination in the workplace? I have. Um, not not in the places that I currently work, I have no. to say. Oh, that's, that's good. That's <laughs> good, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get chipped up here. No, but um, We don't want to mention the companies. No, the, but there no. was a, um, uh, a, a, like a, a, a company that I did, I did work for before, uh, you know, my, my, my current two. Yeah. And... Um, I found that, uh, you know, it was my first introduction into TV, you know, start started off in production and stuff like that. And um, when the, when I first joined, you know, I, I was actually like, you know, blown away by everything, you know, seeing the studios, all this sort of stuff, all the lights everywhere, you know, the presenters walking by, you're sort of like, whoa, a little bit. And once you finally get into the job, you know, I realised that I was, you know, I was, I was sort of like, Pushed to the side because everywhere I've worked, I've always been the youngest person in the office. Yeah, and one thing that I found that in all the companies up to that point was that they always wanted to sort of like keep me out of the out of the meetings. You know, oh, we'll explain that to you later. You know, so it's a bit like um, wasn't proper discrimination, but it was it was a bit like ageism, really, where they didn't think I was I was I was good enough to learn something and stuff like that. And um, what I realised, especially in my last company, because I. The other company, I was like, oh, yeah, sure, okay, you know, that, you know, because you're a bit intimidated when you're sort of like 19, 20, and you've got these, you know, 45 year old guys going, you know, oh, we'll tell you that later. You go, oh, yeah, 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 no worries. But when I sort of turned like tw- uh, 22 and I'm working for this TV company, um, and they're sort of saying, oh, you know, sort of do as I say, not, not what I do, really, you know, like, you know, when I say jump, you jump, sort of thing. Um, I realized that the whole point was, was to try and keep me where I was was to sort of like sort of stop my growth a little bit and not let me evolve going forward because, you know, I was, um, you know, bot- bottom rung of the jobs, um, you know, on a on a salary that they loved that I was on. Of course, yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put Peanuts. it. Peanuts. They, they, yeah, they, they loved that I was on that salary. And, um, you know, I, I was doing all the, do- you know, the I was, I was like the dog's legs, basically, you know, yeah. doing all the running. So... Um, when I was trying to, you know, like improve and it goes back to having a job description again that we we're talking about in the last episode. Um, you know, I hadn't been given a job description, so I was doing, you know, everything as much as I could. Cause I was like, wow, you know, you need help. Let me help yeah. you. You need help. Oh, oh, no problem. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, like, uh, I was di- overstretched. Oh, 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 overstretched. But what, what, but I was able to get out of, out of that because, um, when my manager came over to me, uh, you know, at the end of the year and she goes, right. Okay. So, um, yeah. Um, how, how do you think you've done this year? I was like, I think I've done great. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm expecting quite a big, uh, pay, pay increase. Really? Oh really? Why is that? Oh, well, because I've actually, you know, I'm, I've been managing this. I'm the head of, <laughs> head of this department now. Um, I've been doing this and she hadn't been keeping a close tab on me. So, uh, <laughs> she was just quite blown away really. Um, and I, I was able to sort of get that really, but, uh, yeah, it, but it's hard to sort of like break out of that discrimination and trying to earn people's respect and, you know, 
I mean, I've been called every name under the sun, really, by by co-workers, by managers, just to try and, you know, belittle me and trying to keep me w- where, where I am, you know. But it's it's about how you manage those situations, isn't it? And, and like, because that's all about what discrimination is, isn't it? Because it happens everywhere and it will always happen everywhere. It's, it's, I mean, it's one of those things you can't stop. It's how do you manage it? That's really quite sad to hear because one thing you're really good at is going into a business, making relationships, mm. right? And... I've heard a number of times where managers in actual fact have tra- treated their staff badly and you've got to be resilient to it. It's a right? tactic. That's what I think. Yeah. But when they treat staff bad- badly, it's a tactic. They, they they want them to be subservient to them. That's right. what I think. Okay. Although they feel like in actual fact... It's a bit of power. Well, it might be that. It may be you might be showing them up or something. I don't know. But I certainly, you know... Um, what I've, what I've certainly noticed, um, it, it, you know, you know, the three R's for success is, is, is relationships, yeah. re- resilience, being able to bounce back, you know, from, from knocks and so forth, you know. And, you know, on, on top of that is, is being able to reflect on what's gone well, what's gone badly and what can be done better. Mm. And so the three R's are really, really important in, in any job that you take. But unfortunately, the discrimination... Um, in the workplace, you you know you you've got people who make the wrong decisions on disability, you know on on race, on age, on gender, on sexuality, you know it may be on pay as you've been talking about, um, um, it may be in actual fact um, on their marital status, mm. you know they might not be happy, they might prefer a single person to a married person, um, and um, yeah because I might they might worry that, you know, that person will go into a family, you know, situation that might change the relationship that they're currently doing in the workplace. There's a lot of stuff going on, you know, where people can discriminate. It's it's not legal to to do it, you know, it's totally unethical and so forth. But it happens all the time um, in business. Yeah. And um, what you've got to do and really you've got to be aware if you're the business owner that you haven't got people um discriminating because it's not all about the business owner discriminating it can come down from the line manager it can come down other from colleagues exactly i mean a really good example um uh, we went into a company and um um but there's 30 employees in there and um, they were concerned about some of the performance of their their staff so what we did was we just put all the initials of the staff um up on the board mm-hmm. And said, right, where do they stand? Which one are in a positive area, and which one are in the sort of a, the negative area? The ones that are actually are disengaged, who aren't actually performing. And uh, when we looked at it, and we looked at the bottom three of the thirty, and um, the bottom one, in actual fact, was someone who hadn't been in the company very long, mm. but he was discriminating against a female member of staff, and um, it was overbearing. It was like. Um, he wasn't even in the same job role as that person, but he was like telling that person what to do and so forth. But he seemed to be picking her on her all the time, which was totally unacceptable. Unfortunately, the company recognised that and they did something about it. And um, and and that person um, had done so much damage that had that not been sorted, two other female members of staff would have left the company. So the point is... Quite often, there's times where when people aren't performing, 
the first priority is to, to identify what is the reason for that. Yeah. And secondly, as in people development, what can I do to actually get them so they're, they're performing like the other people? So it goes back to what our first um, um, podcast we're doing on, on team motivation and That's communication. Right. It's all about, in actual fact, letting them know, as you said, you know, the vision of the company, uh, communicate them what their role in the company is. And think of that person, every person in their business, it's like a P&L, which is a profit and loss in that business. Mm. Are they in there contributing to the profitability and the well-being of that business? And are they adding to the service that actually gets those customers what they want, when they want it, at mm. the right price? All these things are really important because at the end of the day, you know, I always talk about, you know, marketing and HR and we do, we, we do both. We do marketing and HR and we combine the two. And there's a the reason for that. Because yeah. why would you spend a lot of money on marketing if your people are not great at delivering <laughs> on your marketing promise? Because all you're going to do is really upset your customers yeah. who have been promised through this marketing they're going to get this, but it's not being delivered by your people. And so consequently, what your, your, um, your customers are going to think is, they're not delivering on your marketing promise and they become a real negative in the marketplace because they tell others that don't deal with them because they don't deliver on what they should do. And there's probably nothing wrong with the marketing. It's just that people haven't engaged with the marketing and you haven't worked on the people to make sure they have the, the skill set to deliver on that marketing promise. So it is really important that Whatever as a business you're trying to deliver, whatever service, because the whole objective of a service to a client is you want to retain them and you want to gain new ones and you want those people who who who, who um, work with you, you know, who are your customers, to tell others how great you are and so forth. So it is all about people. People are number one. And, um, and it, it, I, it's like going into a restaurant, having a great meal, going back a month later, and things have changed. The chef has changed, mm. or the the front of house has changed. You know, you know the quantity size has changed. Um, the ingredients. The ingredients have changed. You know, they might have had to cut costs and so forth and use cheaper ingredients. Yeah. All that. But the thing is, you might accept it the first time. You go back as you know a, a further time, and if it's like not good, you'll probably never come back there again. But you'll tell probably about five or six or ten other people why you're not going there anymore. Yeah. And that's hurt that business and so forth. So that's why I think people are really important. So we went back onto the discrimination and so forth. If you haven't when we talk about the motivation and communication, we have to throw in discrimination into that pot. One thing I was going to ask you actually is that like I think we've all seen, you know, discrimination and in like whether it's been, you know, towards a colleague, towards yourself or, you know, in a business of some sort, even, even, even as a customer, but as a manager or, or a business owner, how can you identify discrimination within your workforce? Like, how can you, how can you sort of like spot it? Is, is it having a, you know, an open communication with, you know, good members, you know, with your members of staff? Um, what, what, what tools can a manager use to make sure that there is in discrimination in his okay. workforce? we go back to your communication, okay? So every business should have a meeting of its managers, mm. preferably in the morning, but at least once a week, where they're talking about their team and so forth. So your line managers are your eyes and ears, because quite often 
when you're part of a big organization, you might not see what's happening on the ground level yeah. and so forth. So you need to pick the right people in your management team who become your eyes and ears to make mm. sure that they have the same um, ethics, the same morals, the same management capability as yourself, uh, and they're able to look out for issues. But at the end of the day, uh, for me as a manager, um, I would expect any member of staff who's not happy to speak to their line manager. And if they don't get the right answers from the line manager, my door would always be open. Yeah. Because that's on me. Because at the end of the day, the buck will stop with myself. So from that point of view, and you've got to have that open communication with the whole of the team and let them know what the process is. Mm. If they're not happy with something, they need to go through the right channels. And that's why appraisals are really important. The appraisal is not about the owner. It's about the employer, employee, sorry, the employee having their say, and they should look forward to it. Yeah. To having their say is actually what's going well, what's not going well, and what can can be done better, you know, in the workplace. Because we need to listen to our employees because guess what? We don't have a monopoly of great ideas when we're managing businesses. So quite frankly, I'm more interested in what you say yeah. and my team say than what I think. Mm. I might have the vision, I might have the plan, but if I can't sell it to you or you say, I think that's a bad idea, or I don't think it'll work, I need to take time out to actually listen to actually what you've got to say mm. and come back to you and say, so what's your idea? And by that, I'm actually empowering you. And if I can actually get you to come up with ideas that you think will work, they'll actually drive the business forward and then give you the responsibility to manage it. One, that's going to motivate you. Secondly, that's going to deliver for me. And it's also going to help the team bind together and sort of say, do you know what? We're running this business. Mm -hmm. We know what the vision is. We're running the business. And we've got the autonomy. We've got the authority. And we've got the, the responsibility to actually, you know, make a difference. Yeah. I think, I think that's really fantastic, actually, you know. But having communication, I mean, it sounds easy, doesn't it? But a lot of people really struggle with that, don't they? I think it gets in the way of communication, to be honest with you. Um, the thing is that um, you have to put structure in your business. You have to put time out. So um, for us, um, in our business, Monday morning is definitely communication day. Mm. Friday is definitely communication day. We have to take time out where we've got to be available for those communications because we want to, at the beginning of the, the week, say, right, what do we need to achieve during that week? And on Friday, we need to sort of say, did we achieve it? And if not, what are we going to do Monday to make it better? And these communication chats, I always think it's really important to make to make it clear that it's, they're informal because people need to be able to sort of speak their minds and sort of like really express how they're feeling, how they interpret your vision and, and, and that way, everyone can see if they're still on the right track. But you've got to, you've got to have... I, I'm a strong believer that um, on these team communication, um, that you you restrict it to four topics yeah. before you put any, any yeah. other business. It's so not a everybody, No, it's not a, it's not a chinwag, okay? <laughs> so the thing is, literally, you have to have four topics re relevant to your business, yeah. all right, before you say any other business. And you can actually have a bit of fun in it because yeah. in actual fact, you can sort of say, right, okay, we'll take it in turn. Someone's got to buy the buns or the cake or the mm. biscuits and stuff like that. 
obviously the company will pay for it, but they've got to go out and get them, you know. <laughs> so, but you can have a bit of fun doing that sort of stuff. But the, the thing is, by having um, four topics, and you've got to make it short, you know, Concise. not too many. Having four topics, everyone who comes to the meeting will know that they can bring something to the table about those topics. And then if they've got any other business, they can then raise it. Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, something is consistently coming up as any other business, then that becomes a topic, mm. you know, and so forth. So it is, you know, that is really important. So um, motivation, communication, um, and, you know, discrimination helps towards a healthy workforce Yeah, if you manage it properly. And it is, at the end of the day, the business owner's responsibility to make sure that happens. But he can only do it by making sure he's got underneath him line managers who actually follows his instructions and have his same ethics mm -hmm. to deliver that to, to the rest of the employees. I think that's really fantastic. Um, I just wonder as well, what else um, uh, a manager can do to make sure his vision is, because that's what we talked about earlier, wasn't it, is um, sort of fulfilled. So we, you know, we thought about communicating it and stuff like that, but... Like, you know, it's, it's really important to sort of like lead by example as well and sort of like set the um, um, the attitude that you want your employees to follow. So you can't have sort of, you know, sort of like do as I say, not as I do sort of thing. You know, if you, because I've worked for people who's, you know, who are just barking orders the whole time. And then you see them sort of leaning out the window having a cigarette, you know, from their office. And you're like, well, <laughs> like, <laughs> if you don't take this seriously, you know, how can I, how, how, how do you expect me to sort of like, you know, sort of like lead the way almost, you know? And one thing that, you know, I don't want to toot your horn too much, you know, but one thing that I'm always really impressed by you is, is your work ethic. And one thing, you know, because it doesn't matter, you know, what time of day it is what you know what you're looking over you always give it a hundred percent of your attention at that time you know and it sort of makes everyone else like you know especially me you know i can't speak for the for the other employees but especially for me you know it makes you go well, blimey you know if he if he if he's you know triple checking this simple document then i better quite you know quadruple check it you know because <laughs> if i'm going to send you over anything i need to make sure it's absolutely sound before i you know to do anything and I, th I, I think that's a really good sort of, you know, well, you're, you're role modelling for your, for your employees, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, the, to go back to sort of like how, how you can sort of implement it in the team yeah. and so forth is you share the vision. It could be five years. Then you break it down into actually what we're going to do this year. So you break it down to 12 months. Mm. Okay. And then you break that down to four quarters and then you break it down to what you're going to do each month. And then you break it down, actually, who in the team is going to deliver those targets, those goals um, for that month? And are we going to achieve it? Yeah. And sometimes um, things get in the way, you know, uh, obstacles get in the way. But it's really important to actually understand that if you can't achieve something in this month, you've got to achieve that in the quarter. Yeah. So just because you don't achieve it in the month you don't forget it, all right? It's still part of what I got to achieve in the quarter. So it's it's really important that you you have a plan for that 12 months as to what you want to achieve. So it's got to be targets and everyone's got to know how they play their part in those targets. Mm. And um, so when you come to the end of the year, um, 
there's a celebration when yeah. you hit that target. And it can be brought down celebrating what you're doing in a quarter, half year, even monthly, that you're on target. And you need to be communicating that to that team that we're actually on target to achieve our goal or we're not on target. What do we need to do different to get back on target? It's those regular updates that keep you on track, isn't it? It is. And that's the communication that's that's so, so important, you mm. know. And we, we you, You've just got to do that. So communication is everything. Uh, motivation is everything. And having the right team in there that actually is inclusive. And that's the biggest word because the more inclusive you are in, in, in business, the less you will fall into those traps of discrimination. Exactly. Right? So if yeah. you include everybody, and I remember like uh, when I was in charge of quite a uh, big sales force um, and uh, a, new, a, a new member of the sales team um, might not have hit their target. And I overheard this other person um, so don't worry about it, you know, you know, don't, you know, he was actually condoning failure. And I, 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 I sort of brought the two together in the room. I said, look, guys, we have a target to hit. And it's no point saying failure is okay. We recognize failure, but what are we going to do to make that failure into a success? Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, if you keep um, approving failure, then that's all you're going to get. Yeah. What you've got to do is understand we failed here. What are we going to do differently to make that failure and turn that into a success? Yeah. And it's a mindset. And sometimes, and, and it's it, it's a situation also that, you know, our brain develops faster, you know, at an earlier age and so forth. And and we have to actually sometimes lead people into a positive action. Um and we have to actually understand what people's skill sets are. Mm. And some people, we have to spend more time with them to upskill them. And other people who have a faster skill set, um, they get it straight away and so forth. But it's not letting those people who fall behind become a burden in the business. It's trying to actually understand what do we need to do to get that skill set up so they can actually deliver on what the, you know, the company requires them to do. I think that's a really, really, really good point, actually, because, you know, there's a saying, isn't it? You, you only go as fast as the slowest person. Oh, that's a great saying. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, 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 and that's exactly. And the when point. he did the ten tours, didn't it? I well, that's, yeah, that's what I was thinking. You had to carry someone else's uh, rucksack. Did yeah, you for people who don't know, <laughs> ten tours is like a is, is is a walk on the moors where you have to sort of like you know reach the ten tours within a certain time frame. But that's exactly the point. You know, you have to sort of. Um, whoever's the slowest you've got to take their load push them at the front otherwise you all fail and what we mean by pushing them at the front in business is, is make sure that they're taken care of first yeah the other people who who are already you know quick walkers let's call them you know they they will they'll always catch up but the, the the people who are the slowest and the the um the, the need the most nurturing the more time he spends on them to, to bring them up to speed the faster the overall success of the mission will be I agree that's a great way to end this podcast yeah. so Thank you very much, James. It's been really good yeah, uh, thank you very much. having a podcast with you and uh, look forward to doing another one. And um, so that's it from uh, Business Success Podcast for uh, this, week. this month. Yeah. Uh, this month, I think it is. And the <laughs> next one is going to be in August. So uh, we look forward to doing one then. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you, James. Thank you.